Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Daily Devotions. Uh, my name is Lloyd, and I'd like to share a devotion a message, a conversation with you this morning that relates to a recent message I shared with Father's House Jeffrey's Bay, uh, coming out of the book of out of the book of Acts, chapter one, where we answered the question, "How do I know for sure that I'm living in the will of God for my life, and what can I do if it feels like I'm not?" More specifically, in the context of when we start out on a journey um, of accomplishing a goal or a dream or a vision that we have, uh, or at the start of the year, which is where we find ourselves right now, um, and things don't always go according to plan after that initial start. What happens then? Are we still safe or are we somehow left outside in the cold? In other words, what happens when you encounter a delay um, or some kind of resistance while moving forward towards a destination that you had in mind? And looking at the early disciples in the book of Acts chapter 1, what did they do and what can we do today, applying some key principles from this text to still move forward um, in our lives, knowing that we are still in the will of God, even if things don't go exactly according to plan? And what role does the Holy Spirit play in that process? Because here's the thing, you know, it's easy at times, I find, to start out a year with lots of motivation, lots of energy, lots of you know, ambition to achieve the things we had in mind. But often, you know, as we journey a little bit longer down that road and we encounter some kind of a resistance or a, sort of a delay comes along or perhaps even doubt or confusion as a result of circumstances we might find ourselves in, we tend to get a bit disillusioned, don't we? Almost discouraged and we lose that same sense of motivation. And suddenly this thing that used to excite you now drains you. And I wondered if there was something we could do about this sort of conundrum that we may find ourselves in from time to time to keep our motivation levels high for what we feel God is calling us to do in a particular season. And, you know, if you are one of the fortunate people that can keep your motivation levels high and push harder when things are, are sort of um, in resistance to you, then perhaps this is your opportunity to encourage someone else with this word this morning. You know, it's one thing for God to work in you, but it's another thing for God to work through you. And perhaps this morning you could think of someone that may need some encouragement a little while um, longer down the road. Uh, that you could, you know, motivate to say, hey, it's going to be okay. You're still in God's plan for your life, even if things haven't worked out the way that you thought. And I guess the reason why I wanted to share this word with you this morning is that, you know, I find that often, um, perhaps even in church circles, this the, the will of God idea tends to be quite mysterious at times. You know, it's almost like people have made it into some weird, unattainable, you know, force out there that we can never quite really grab a hold of, you know, almost in some weird way that God is playing a cruel game of hide and seek with us, you know. But if, but I wanted to show you from Scripture this morning that it is entirely possible to live in the will of God for your life right now in this season. And through the work of the Holy Spirit, it is absolutely something that we can attain. And then we can live in full confidence, um, trusting God for whatever he has called us to do this year. That even if things don't go according to plan, even if we can still have confidence to know that we are in his plan. And so I believe that if we apply some of these key principles from Acts chapter 1, we'll live with greater clarity, conviction, and confidence this year as we move forward and take ground in our spiritual journey. So let's have a look at this key passage together. And perhaps if someone wants to pop it up on the chats for us, that would be awesome. It's, um, it's Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 8. And the context of this passage is that these are the final moments before Jesus ascends into heaven. He's gone to the cross, he's been raised from the dead, he's appeared to his disciples, and this is 40 days after that, after his resurrection, uh, in his last moments before he's taken up uh, to be with the Lord in, in heaven. And, this, and this, is, this is what he says to them. Um, and while staying with them, Jesus ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, 
which he said, you heard from me for John baptized with water, but not many days from now, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They had a question for this promise that Jesus had given them. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. Man, I love that. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And this is the result. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Man, I love that passage for so many reasons. And there's so much to take from there to apply to our lives in terms of the similarities that those early church disciples found found themselves in and where we find ourselves in right now at the context of the start of a new year, coming out of what was a very um, difficult and, and, and disruptive um, two years. I see Sammy, yes, Acts chapter one, verses four to eight, that's it. Um, that's a passage. And so what are, what, what are some of these key takeaways? What are some of the key tools that we can apply that the early disciples did to assist us in moving, con- in moving forward with confidence, knowing that we are in God's will, even if things don't go according to plan and there's a little bit of a delay? Well, firstly, the disciples had received a promise from the Lord. He said that you will receive the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And perhaps if we receive a promise from the Lord, our duty, like the early church disciples was, was to act on that promise. You have to do something with what you feel the Lord speaking to you in a particular season. You have to act. You know, the whole book of Acts, I guess, details the start of the early church as we know it today. And it's interesting to me that the name of the book is called The Acts of the Apostles. You know, I wondered what would happen if the disciples didn't do anything those first couple of days once the Lord had given them this promise. Maybe it would have been called the thoughts of the apostles (laughs) or the sitting downs of the apostles or even the planning of the apostles. But I don't think it's any it's any coincidence that it was called the book of Acts as it was really the physical demonstrations of the apostles living out this promise that they had received from the Lord. And maybe you're listening this morning and uh, you've received a promise from the Lord this year of some kind. Whatever that is, may I encourage you to take one step of faith today, one step of faith and act on that promise through the Holy Spirit's wisdom, because you will find that often the first victory comes in the first action. And secondly, after receiving a promise from the Lord, the disciples also asked the Lord a question. But notice how they asked him the question. It was in the confines of a community. And that's often what I think we need to do when we have received this promise is we need to commit to the community. The first thing is we have to act on the promise. Secondly, we have to commit to the, commu- to the community. You know, notice how the disciples gathered together, not only when they asked the Lord the question, but they were also gathered together on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out 50 days after Jesus had raised from the dead. And there's a pattern there, not only in those two events, but in the whole narrative of the book of Acts, how you know, that this, this book describes how they journeyed together along and fulfilled this calling of the Lord in the context of community, in and as the church. And, you know, I firmly believe that God often does his best work in the contexts of community, in and through other people. And I think that's because God is communal, right? He's in community right now with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we've been created in his image. And, you know, often a very well-known and, 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 and well-quoted passage of Scripture, Ephesians 3.20, says that, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think, according to the power at work within us. That's where the power is at work. It's within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. That's in us and in Christ. And I think there's something to be said there about when, you know, whenever we embark on a goal of some kind and things don't go according to the plan that we had in mind, it's really important to remember the power and the value of community in providing us with that comfort and support we need to, to push through. 
And I guess community you could define as simply the fellowship of believers. And it's often a vital part in reminding us that we are still exactly where God needs us to be. And then finally, the disciples had to act on the promise. They had to commit to community. And also they had to wait on the response. You know, they had to wait on the response. And the Lord was pretty, fo- was pretty straightforward, wasn't he? When he said, it's not for you to know the times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. And I wondered this morning if we've ever received a kind of a response like that from, from the Lord of some kind. Just wait. The father knows the times and seasons. And so you don't have to. But what did the disciples do while they were waiting for the fulfillment of this promise? And how did that contribute to them living like they were still in the, in the will of God, even if there was this delay? And I thought, you know, why was there this 10-day gap between when Jesus ascends into heaven and when his Holy Spirit is poured out on the day of Pentecost, which was 10 days later? Why those 10 days in the middle? And I thought, you know, maybe considering the biblical representation or meaning of the number 10, that stands for God's authority, God's rule, God's completeness, um, and order, and also our responsibility to live in obedience to that authority, completeness, rule, and order. Maybe, maybe God was trying to tell the early church disciples, and maybe he's trying to tell some of us this morning, that God's perfect plan, his perfect plan, his will, is simply completed in our humble obedience to his authority. Maybe that's it. Maybe God's perfect plan, his will, is accomplished, completed, simply in our humble obedience to his authority. Not forcing our authority or questioning his, but trusting his and living in the simple place of submission that God, your will be done. I'm following you. I'm trusting you. Maybe that's it. And just as the early disciples acted on the promise, they committed to the community and they were obedient in the waiting. We too can do the same. And as a result, live with confidence and certainty to see our goals, see our dreams, see our plans, uh, the, the things that we hope for be realized this year. So I hope that encouraged you this morning in some way as you consider what this year looks like. And even if things don't go according to plan, if there is a bit of a delay, if there is a bit of resistance, trust God that you can definitely still act on the promise he's given you. You can commit to the community and you can be obedient in the waiting. So let's take a moment to pray together this morning, uh, Father's House family, before we head on out with the rest of our day together. So Father, I thank you so much um, that you're all for us. Thank you that you are trustworthy. And as a community this morning, we really just want to commit again to, to being good servants, good stewards of your grace, Father. This, this amazing grace that saves us, Father, that set us free and that empowers us to live with conviction every single day, Lord. Thank you that the plans that you have for us this year are good and they're plans to prosper us and not to harm us. And we stand confidently this morning in our faith, in our identity as sons and daughters, and we, and we declare our trust in you, Lord. We thank you that by your Holy Spirit, we can have the confidence to take a step of faith towards the promise. Lord, would you give us the courage also to commit to the community, even when things are difficult? Thank you for what we will receive, the hope, the encouragement, the support that we will receive in that process. And thank you also, Holy Spirit, for your leadership, for your guidance, to enable us to be obedient in the waiting, to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. And thank you, Father, that as we apply these principles, we will see a fruitful year unfold. And in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen.